Hello, 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 and welcome to the third episode of Getting to Know CBU, where we have one-on-one conversations with some of Cape Breton University's interesting and inspiring students. My name is Joel Inglis. I work at CBU, and I'm lucky enough to get to work with the incredible students here on campus. Uh, And I want to get a chance to share that experience with you and let you know about these wonderful people. In this, the third episode, I sat down with Jewel. Now, Jewel is one of those students that is pretty much knows everybody on campus, everybody knows him, uh, and he's a part of everything here at CBU. And because he's involved with so much at Cape Breton University, he has an absolute wealth of knowledge and brilliant advice to share. So here it is, the third episode of Getting to Know CBU. Okay, um, ladies and gentlemen, folks, uh, we are here with uh, one of my favorite CBU students. Uh, we're getting to know some uh, CBU students. Uh, my name is Joel Inglis. I'm an employee here at CBU, and I just want to kind of... Uh, part of my job is getting to work with students and getting to like know people and uh, like parts of the student community. And I feel like um, a lot of people don't necessarily get that chance get that opportunity to like get to know the students personally so i wanted to uh to to host a little bit of a show where i get to like introduce some of those students to the community uh and uh one the one the student that i have here today um i feel like most people probably know uh but for anyone who doesn't know do you want to introduce yourself my name is jewel jacob um so, <laughs> we were we were just chatting just before the uh, before we got started here. Um, most people, or I guess most people around CBU know you. Yeah. What? <laughs> <They> do. <laughs> why, why? Why do you think that is? Uh, I've been involved with CBU, I think, from my second semester. You might have to get a little closer to the mic there. I've uh, I've been involved with uh, CBU since my second semester, so it's been yeah. like, you know. <laughs> It's it's more of like once you start getting involved and start showing interest in uh, being uh, a caper, you just tend to go different ways. Yeah, and like like you said, you've been involved. Like you've, I feel like you've done everything here at CBU in terms of like being everything involved. that's not related to studies. Yeah, I've done <laughs> <this>. <laughs> like we were, we were just chatting before before the show got started. You're you're doing stuff for like. Um, stuff on, on, that's coming up on the weekend uh, for African Heritage Month and stuff for the basketball game. Yeah, so yeah. I um, one of the departments that I always found interesting was athletics. Yeah, um, they always saw me. They always saw right through me. <laughs> uh, so Sean Ryan is one of my favorite guys uh, to work with. John Ryan. Um, they f- see me as jack of all trades, which I was known as in uh, Qatar as well. Yeah. So when uh, when you can pull off wonderful work and you can pull off anything, yeah, you know, people tend to know you. Yeah, exactly. And and like I I think you said you 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 started what, what year did you start as a CBU so student? I came to CBU in 2017 January. Right. Okay. Okay, I have so many follow-up questions to that. <laughs> uh, d- did you move here from Qatar? Yeah. Okay. Now, I've never been to Qatar. Mm-hmm. Um, my impression and my assumption, and this is you know based on my very little knowledge, yeah. is that the average temperature is like in the 30s. 
Yes. <laughs> 3250, yeah. <laughs> Degrees Celsius. That's true. So, um, and then you moved here in January. Yeah. Okay, was, was that cold? Was that a show? Well, not really because uh, I've traveled around. Yeah, okay. Uh, I've been to the States. I've been to different other places. Uh, so it, it was kind of like not new to me, but settling down into an atmosphere like that, yes, it was new to me. Right, um, yeah. You're not used to the snow. Now I can go out in the snow with my sandals and <laughs> I don't care, you know. <laughs> I, I don't wear fancy jackets. I don't wear... Sh- you know, boots or anything. I just go in with yeah. my sneakers and whatever I have right. in mind for that day. Okay. <laughs> so that, that that's, that's uh, you know, you've acclimatized pretty pretty. Yeah, quick. sort of, yes. Yeah. Well, even if you are in uh, in Qatar, with, to the heat, you're in your house, you have air conditioning running in every room at the same yeah. time. So your room is still pretty cold. Like, your house is pretty cold to balance that part. So you're kind of like not new to the wind hitting you and all those kind of stuff. Instead of sandstorm, it's just snowstorm, you know. <laughs> to put it straight, that's that's yeah. all it is. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but I, I so how how did you like wh- wh- when you first like arrived in Cape Breton? Mm-hmm. You arrived in 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 January. Um, what was kind of like your your first experience getting to know getting to know Sydney and getting to know Cape Breton? Well, um, obviously, every international student that comes down has to land in Toronto or um, Montreal, I think, for yeah. their um, their paperwork to be done because we don't have customs. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything has to be done there before you land in Sydney or Halifax. Um, I, I landed in Toronto. I got everything done and then took my flight to Sydney and I landed at the airport here. And I was like, this is like my, sh- the sheikhs in Qatar basically has their own airport, which is a size Sydney airport. Right. I was like, okay, what did I put myself into? You know, um, <laughs> I've seen Cabot Trail. I've seen all of that beautiful uh, stuff before coming here. Then you land there and you're kind of like, okay, <laughs> I might have to rethink this. And then um, Gunny is the one who picked me up from the airport. Oh, really? Gunny Bear? Yeah. yeah. That's where our connection starts. Yeah. Um, we start our trip and then um, we are just driving. I landed at night and it was snowing. It was full of snow too. So yeah. uh, we were just driving down and obviously I've been to the States um, and everything. So that's kind of where you're your thought is like that's how everything is going to look like yeah but we had very minimal everything right like, there was one indian restaurant which was me and yeah um, so like back in 2017 i mean that was before there was any progress yeah there was yeah. there was no well there was the one indian restaurant and now we have i don't know uh, four or five at least yeah yeah um, um then we didn't have um Hardee's, we didn't have uh, a lot of the stuff that I grew up with. Right. Um, so I was kind of like, okay, like, it's going to be harder, but it's also not, like, something that you expect to get adjusted to because you come from a country that is the richest in the world. Yeah. Which has everything you can dream of. You go get outside your door, you have everything there yeah. that you can think of. Exactly. From around the world, everything has come down there. So all of a sudden when you come here, you're kind of like, okay, like even the mall doesn't have 
Zara or the stores you're used to shopping. Yeah, exactly. H&M or, you know. But, I mean, the the malls in Qatar don't have the um, Cape Breton shop. So. <laughs> well, that's true. But the malls in Qatar look half of the 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 place we have because it's huge oh i i would only assume that the, yeah. the mall in the malls in it's, Qatar it's would be huge massive. with a whole food court yeah. for one whole floor and then all the other stuff and i, I, I just mean, kind of assume that the walls are like painted in gold well no <laughs> there's more of glasses but most yeah. of the houses yeah they have gold in them oh and they have their cars painted in gold and yeah. all that kind of stuff because gold is cheap there so it's kind of like <laughs> okay you know so was there um did you have like a uh was there a bit of like a culture shock um, being in Canada and like the, the the differences in the culture there? Not really. When I came down, that's when we had a lot of Saudi students. Oh, okay, so yeah. I want to say I um, came to CBU right at a very big transition period. Yeah. Um, when we didn't have an actual precedent and we didn't have a lot of stuff going right. Um, right. We had the professors on uh, strike and all that kind of stuff that's when oh, i came wow. in so yeah the the the, the faculty strike yeah. was just going on as you started yeah, exactly okay so 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 you've been through a faculty strike i've been through a global a, pandemic <laughs> <laughs> i've been through a lot uh, in my time at cbu uh, i've i've also experienced a lot of the good uh, like since president dengwall took over he came with a plan he pulled off the plan and yeah. you know things have been progressing since then so that was a good transition to watch yeah um, i've seen a lot of uh, great athletes uh come and go mm-hmm. uh from my time till you know the current going on uh, i've seen a lo- i've seen and met a lot of great international students and local students yeah um so that's a privilege that you get to experience like you said you don't get to talk and get to know a lot of the students personally but mm. knowing that most of the students know you and they <laughs> they come to you for help they look up to you they know that there's someone whom they can uh, go to if there is a problem yeah uh, that's why i started a page on facebook way in 2017 18 um we had a WhatsApp group, and we had a lot of numbers coming in. Did, so did you start the, like, CBU International yeah, Facebook? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't realize that. that. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. And then uh, Gunny was the president then, so I thought, you know, it makes sense to have him as uh, one of the admins. Yeah, exactly. And then he became a president again. That's when I was like, all right, he's going to be an admin with uh, me because he has the same thought process of what I have. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen my parents. My parents are both in medical so I've seen them help people no matter what. Yeah. Um, so I grew up like that. So I'm, I have this helping mentality with everyone. That's why probably most of the people at CBU know me because I don't say no a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, you, you said that when you arrived at the airport, Gunny picked you up. Yeah. D- did you know Gunny before you? No, I didn't know anyone. So how did you connect with him to, to, to get with the airport? Uh, I think it is an international student thing. Um, the student office have uh, oh, airport okay. pickups then. Oh, At that okay. time, they had students do the pickup. Now I think it's more of the staff. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's been, I mean, during the pandemic, it's it's yeah, kind it's, of not been happening at all, or it's been happening with, like, yeah. public transit or stuff like exactly. that. But, uh, yeah, that that's an interesting, w- I, I didn't realize that uh, they had, like, students involved doing mm-hmm. the, the pickup. That's a, that's a great way to, like, 
get a connection right away and like exactly meet i i always found that very so the first impressions of the airport changed once that happened yeah uh because i already from the agency i came uh there were two more people who came with me so mm-hmm. i already had them ready to uh i i could crash at their place that night and find a yeah. place on my own the next day and that kind of stuff so um gani took me there he already knew the people who were living in that house so that part was kind of like solved right um but then eventually once you get into the whole uh given into get involved into the communities when you know there is housing problems there is yeah. uh, job problems you know all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and that's the main reason why i started the page you know like right get, yeah. if anyone is in trouble and they can't reach any of us that's the place like yeah if if i have helped someone i expect them to help the next person in line you know if i exactly. can't reach thousands of people whoever we have helped settle down they yeah. help the next that's sort of what my intention was and i hope uh that most of the people did that too oh i mean i like every day i see on that page like if you started in 2017 it's been going for five years yeah we have like 10,000 people in there <laughs> there's still like every day people being like hey i'm i'm my flight is landing on this date i need an apartment i would like to live with people like this yeah like exactly. i'm looking for an apartment with with two other girls uh i'm from india exactly like, yeah. yeah it's it's incredibly helpful yeah. i didn't realize you did that good job man <laughs> thank you <laughs> um okay so we're we're going to uh check out a couple songs um it, i just like i really like getting to know people's musical tastes <laughs> like i feel like it, it it does tell you something about yeah. those people um so you gave me a few songs to play uh is there any of them that you want to kind of like start no. with <laughs> i gave you like a pick of the big you know <laughs> a, a little little pick of the big pond um, you can play whatever you feel cool uh I, like there, there's there's Okay, I'm going to go with this one. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly uh, yeah. featuring... Who's it featuring? I can't... Uh, I don't remember. Uh, okay. Featuring Ambassador something? Mm-hmm. Ambassadors and Bebby Rexa? I've never heard of these people except for Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> uh, we'll play that one and then we'll get back. on my brain so I gotta make it back but my home ain't on the map gotta follow what I'm feeling to discover where it's at I need the in case it's phase forever just to be sure these last days are better okay that was Machine Gun Kelly with Home um, and for some reason on Spotify it says it's on the soundtrack for the movie Bright yeah. um, which was like Will Smith and is it Joel Edgerton I think I don't know Anyway, I did see that movie, and it was the last time I had, like, a serious flu, and, like, I was, like, completely laid up, and, like, 
absolutely incapacitated. Yeah. So, like, you ever, you ever watched a movie while you're really sick and you're like, it just seems like a fever dream? <laughs> yep. Yep. That was that experience. And it's, uh, I, I would say it's a fever dream movie to begin <laughs> with. So, um, I wouldn't say I've actually seen it as much as I, I hallucinated most of it. <laughs> Um, there. <laughs> yeah. So we're here with uh, Jewel Jacob, uh, ask him about uh, his experience uh, uh, coming to Cape Breton and being a CBU student. Um, okay, Th- this is a question I always like to ask. Like, what is your favorite restaurant in Cape Breton? <laughs> um, recently, it's been Seven by Seven. Oh man, Seven by Seven's wicked. Yeah, they have a good uh, dynamic uh, because. I'm a foodie. Yeah. I go to restaurants, I eat their food, and I put honest review. Uh, but I'm also a hospitality student. My parents, we own a couple of restaurants in uh, Qatar, yeah. India, whatever. So it's kind of like uh, that experience has, uh, I have a love for food. I cook well. I don't want to say well. I will cook well enough. Um, you're, you're allowed to brag. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of like uh, that that love for food. I've tried most of the restaurants here. Uh, the only one left to try, I think, is Founders. Um, Founders? I'm not even sure where that is. The oh, Benyon that... Resort. Oh, okay. They have a restaurant yeah. inside. It, I worked there for like a day. Um, so their menu looked interesting, but I never got the chance to like, go around, <laughs> even though I live in Sydney Forks. Oh, oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. Um, um, oh, seven by seven's wicked. Like their menu is awesome. Yeah. Um, they're like one of my like one of my go to places in Sydney. I like them. Uh, Governors is very good. Yeah. Um, because they have the same. See, the the whole idea of a restaurant for me is fine dining. Yeah. So you got to make it fresh. You got to give me. Uh, good plating. You gotta give everything that you're. You're serious about what what you yeah, look for. Yeah, I'm. I'm serious about food. I grew up like that. I watch food shows. I watch yeah. everything about food. Like if you go to my YouTube, my whole playlist will be food bloggers like oh, Mark really? Queens, Mikey Chen, okay. um, best food review show. All those guys. Yeah. Um, so, food is like something that I would, in the future get into um, right so right. that is i cook like crazy stuff i like go through find recipes find the only problem again here is that we can't find a lot of the ingredients that we need like okay. if you want fresh lamb we Ooh. don't have fresh lamb yeah fresh mutton hard to find yeah the only thing we have at our meat store is chicken and beef and pork yeah exactly so that kind of stuff is uh, where you kind of think like, okay, is this what you want? Because you go to Halifax and when you're shopping there, you buy like extra stuff like meat and stuff and then you come down. Right. So that's where more of the students look to relocate to Halifax maybe. Uh, okay, because yeah. that's where they can get more options, more more uh, bigger exposure. Right, uh, exactly. Because... Here in Cape Breton, a lot of the people did not have a big exposure to international students. Ooh, yeah. And well, yeah. That that's one thing, and also like even just growing up myself, like I'm 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 born in '87, and so like the late '80s, early '90s. Yeah. Food culture in Cape Breton. Like, have you ever been to Simeon's? Yeah. It's like you know how like on their menu they <laughs> they have they have a, a part of their menu that that says like ethnic food. Yeah. And under there is spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I I love Simeon. It's, it's great for yeah. like that like uh you know Cape style one. food or yeah. yeah family restaurant sort of thing, but like that kind of sums up Cape Breton food, especially in like the nineties where like <laughs> ethnic food was like pasta. Yeah. Um, and now we're 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 in a completely different generation where like you can at least get like you know sushi, Indian, Thai. Like you might only have like a couple choices for for each of those yeah. things, but like still at least it's available. And like like I have a three year old daughter, and I think about like what she is growing up with yeah. versus what I grew up with. Like it's a vast difference. But like you said, the the access to ingredients for like home cooking. Yeah. It, it although it's getting better, mm-hmm. it it's certainly not what's no. available in a big city. Well, also you have to understand is the market here was like you said, just spaghetti and meatballs or just yeah. tomato canned tomato <laughs> sauce is good enough for most of the people to go buy. And yeah. not a lot of the people expected um a such huge demand in uh in in stuff like yeah. Walmart, they brought down Indian products after they saw the demand that was going around. There was a Indian store here for a while, but mm-hmm. now we have two. Yeah, exactly. Um, like it was so exciting to see like an aisle and a display at while at Walmart that was international. Ghee. <laughs> oh no, like ju- like just just a display of ghee, and it's yeah. like most people. You and know, it's gone in like a day. <laughs> <laughs> and most people in Cape Breton don't know what ghee is. No. And it's like, okay, so like if, if there's that big of a display, <laughs> clearly enough people asked to have it. Yeah, now we also have an Asian market, yeah. uh, which just started up. So it's, see, at the end of the day, if you look at the Thai restaurant or sushi or whatever, it's a risk they had to take yeah. to start up with something that, the community is not used to mm-hmm. and it's a risk as a business person to start something like that authentic yeah because you don't know if the the community is going to accept it are they going to like the food is it are they going to find it spicy or whatever right yeah but now a lot of the people i know are getting that spice tolerance because <laughs> they started eating like they tried started trying different food you know exactly but when you look at like me and swagat they're kind of like uh, cooking for the crowd according to like spice level and all that. But then when they see an Indi- Indian go in, they'll be like, "Oh, do you want it spicy?" Uh, one of and the, if they see me walk in <laughs> as a as a very white man and I say they'll spicy, be, they'll be shocked. It's not spicy. Uh, if you say spicy, they'll make you spicy. But oh, okay. when we go in, it's kind of like, "Oh, do you want it extra spicy?" You know? Yeah. Exactly. And then uh, butter beer is something that is like. Uh, from where I am from Kerala from the yeah. south um they have pretty authentic stuff they have uh they have kind of uh, a different menu than oh, really? the other indian restaurant I haven't, I haven't tried it yet and yeah, so it's, that's in the the pier right yeah it's yeah. the one in the pier and it's uh so that was another thing like after a lot of the international students started showing up everyone was like oh are you from punjab not everyone is from punjab you know <laughs> um everyone who has a turban that is from Punjab, there are also people without turban from Punjab, but there is also students like me who's from Kerala, but I've lived in Delhi. Mm-hmm. Um, but South is so students see there is two different cultures. There is a like India itself has 
plenty of cultures. Well, yeah, it, it it's a billion state. people. Yeah, like there's going to be differences in, in exactly. Like what, they have what, like a yeah. lot of languages. They have different uh, culture for each state. Even yeah. in each state, they have dif- a, di- a divided culture. Like if it's Sydney has a culture, North Sydney has a different culture. Yeah, Sydney exactly. Mines has a different culture. So that's the same kind of things uh, that happen. Uh, that that was something that a lot of the people found kind of uh, I, I don't want to say racist but it was kind of like differential uh, there was uh, people always thought everyone was just from Punjab yeah. uh, and then, as in like Cape Retners yeah to exactly that? so yeah. that's when you know that they don't have the exposure yeah. to uh, different cultures what they know of or whatever right but yeah. now that now a lot of people started learning everything. They talk to people. They get to know. Um, a lot of some students have the influence that made a change, and most of it, like Gunny did, um, I myself did. I hosted <laughs> Diwali and all those kind of stuff. When they attend stuff like that, they get to learn the different kind of culture. And Were you the host for the 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 Diwali in twenty nineteen? You were like the main. Yeah, I was host? the host for a past four years because like the, the 2019 one was like the, the first one when i went the big one it was huge yeah the one we did in the rink yeah yeah man. i was, was uh i was lucky enough to have jennifer billard who like planned the event um to trust me and put me as one of the persons yeah. in the planning committee and i was i've been blessed blessed with a lot of uh amazing people that i got to know uh one was jennifer billard sean rani john ryan yeah uh abdul yeah um chris turnis yeah you know and uh, all these people have had a kind of a influence in a lot of the things i do um then recently i got not recently when I say a reason, it's a couple of years back. Yeah. I have <laughs> um, been very close with the Marcom teams. Right. And they're amazing people. Like, most of the people are, like, family to me now. Yeah. Uh, for me, I am more involved with the staff than the students, <laughs> uh, which is a shocker. If you ask me who's my friend today, it'll be Sean Rani because, uh, you know, I'm more, yeah. I spend more time with uh, him, working with him and all the people in the department. So I'm more close to them than... Yeah, I am with students. I spend most of my time throughout five years inside these walls. Wow, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. So, w- with with that in mind, so you've you've been here uh, as a student for five years, yeah, and you've been like doing a lot of uh, working at CBU, volunteering at CBU. I know at one point you were even managing the the pub. Yeah. Um, so what what's next after your after you graduate? Well, let's just hope CBU offers me something. <laughs> Stay within the walls as, as, uh, as long well, as hopefully. possible. Hopefully, like I don't, I'm not a guy who plans ahead. Yeah, I want to see where things take me. Uh, but I'm also the guy who works in a way that people think that I can't be replaced. Right. Um, I do things in a way, a lot of unique ways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, I I am kind of jack of all trades, like people call me i am i know everything uh, about i know something about everything but not everything about everything right um i have certain set of skills that i grew up with like seeing being involved in the family business you know yeah. being involved in a lot of events and stuff so that's how when you grow up like that you have 
certain set set of skills, and then students, most of the students, come here with those set of skills. Mm-hmm. But it's only about you proving to uh, the community that you're good at those things. Yeah, and then jobs and all the other things follow. Once you make a name for yourself, it's sort of everything else follows. That oh man, that's a that's a piece of advice I try to give to like every student. Uh, and like you, you're you're I the prime to. example of like of doing that of like um it it's it's not enough to go to class and get grades no it's absolutely and i i don't have it yeah i have failed enough uh i've spent more time getting involved than studying yeah um but i i cherish those moments that i have the memories that i have within these walls like even my failure uh, there were there were points that i wanted to give up and go back home mm-hmm. uh but like i said people here are like family to me there were a lot of people that supported me throughout those times like Sean Rani Jennifer Billard yeah uh, they're the reason that I wanted to stay and they will be the reason that I want to continue working here right um, Jill is also something whom I'm very close to now and uh, these are the people that will want like will also want me to stay yeah uh, but that's that's something that you just have to find the right role model that yeah. a person you want to look up to the person like you want to get involved uh, in the university with like you can volunteer for everything but not everyone is going to appreciate you the way most people do right there are some in this university that have certain skills seeing right through students mm-hmm. um i know you are one of them you like you are very passionate about knowing about what students come from, what culture they come from. You mm-hmm. want to know more. Obviously, the main reason why you're doing this podcast, too. <laughs> uh, I know Donalda is also kind of the same way. She's very, She sees everyone as her kids. Oh, um, man. And, yeah. and, like, yeah, you could call her up at, like, midnight and be like, hey, I need to drive to the hospital. I, I bet there's, like, a 90% chance she would do it. Well, there were <laughs> there was time when um, Dino when Dino was here. Yeah, uh, Dino and Donalda used to call me and be like, "Hey, there is a student without a house. I'm gonna drop them at your house." <laughs> I'll be like, "All right." <laughs> so th- that's that's how I helped a lot of students like yeah. find housing. It was a hard period for most of them, and being um, having the contacts I had then. Yeah. Um, I could help them in a little bit so that they don't go through this period that we went through. Yeah, um, exactly. So that is kind of like what your end goal is. You're mm-hmm. just trying to get it get it out in a way that, okay, you faced these many things when you landed here and the people didn't have much exposure. Right. But then when a bigger crowd comes, it's more concerning for the community because they don't have that exposure they need mm-hmm. uh, then there are changes happening housing okay yeah exactly you know, when but when people understood the market they started clearing out their basements they started you know making room <laughs> i i bet more people renovated their houses to put in apartments exactly in the last five years than exactly like the last hundreds yeah that's see it's good for the economy yeah but it's also helping the students I, I saw um, on Facebook, and you probably saw this too. Um, someone bought like an old, 
it was it was in Glace Bay. Yeah, yeah. He bought the whole building and then renovated it into yeah. student housing. Yeah. But like, I think I think the building it, the building was something strange. It, I want to say it was it wasn't a church, but it was something like that. Like yeah. the the spaces, like the 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 apartment units within yeah. the building, are like huge yeah. and like w- such weird shapes and stuff. Yeah. So like, and and that's that's something we we have to do. Like, if we have a housing shortage, we have to start looking at like the buildings we have available yeah. and like, could this be housing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's also a lot of students that want to stay in Sydney, Sydney River areas. Mm-hmm. So something like that in 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 Sydney or Sydney River. Yeah. I don't think it's ideal in Sydney, but even Sydney River. Uh, if we have something like that, I think uh, a lot more students are going to, you know, end up showing up. Yeah. Uh, at least for the start of their semester, like one semester they might stay and then find a house with a bunch of, after making a bunch of friends. Right, you know? yeah. Even if you come alone, it's you end up making friends and then you move out and find a house for yourself. Yeah. Uh, more convenient, more easier, less uh, trouble for the others like if you're too noisy or you like to listen to music yeah. or if you're gaming like I do yeah um, it's it's hectic like if you have late night gaming stuff and all oh my god people in the <laughs> house are gonna kick you out <laughs> so so okay yeah you're you're a big gamer and you like like twitch stream and stuff don't you? I used to yeah oh you but don't you don't do that anymore I don't have the time now it's yeah. kind of like uh, being involved is the when COVID started, it was kind of like, okay, yeah, you don't exactly. have anything going on. And yeah. then I just got recently in, like introduced to PC gaming. Oh, um, okay. For us, gaming was just playing FIFA in Qatar. You know? Yeah. Otherwise, we are always outdoor playing soccer, playing cricket, whatever. Yeah. Uh, going out with friends. Um, it was more of that. After coming here, it was like when I got introduced to uh, PC gaming. Right. And then... Um, COVID hit and then I started watching a lot of Twitch streamers and I was like, all right, you know what, I'm going to give this a try. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it was fun. You get to meet a lot of people. It's kind of like you're just entertaining people who feel low or, you know, who's having a bad day. Right. Uh, yeah. you, just someone to talk to if you don't have anyone. Not, most of the, there are a lot of people who feel like they don't have someone to just go to oh especially those those early days of the pandemic like anyone that was like living on their own yeah i don't don't know if you you probably did you have roommates oh i live with the family in uh sydney forks oh okay Um, yeah so it was kind of like you know what it's kind of like um okay i in my position is different but then when others are in those situations you're kind of like okay you know what this is something so people in my chat can just be like hey you know uh just talk about random stuff, ask questions, ask advices, whatever you have to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's also not something that a lot of the people in the community are um, a lot of common to. So it's not easy to get a lot of crowd in. Right. Um, so most of the people that used to watch me is from back from Qatar. India, oh, okay, cool. Um, some so, from here. So if you were like Twitch streaming and like a lot of your, your people watching were in like Qatar... Mm-hmm. Um, were were you like streaming in like the afternoon and they're watching at night sort of thing? I used to stream all day. I used yeah. to like wake up and I had nothing to do, get a cup of coffee. Yeah. And then you start. And then you just keep going till you get bored and then you take breaks 
those those early days of the pandemic that first that first real lockdown yeah was so like strange like like i have a well my daughter's three now but she would have been like one and a half then yeah and it was man it was chaos it was chaos like our house was like torn apart every day <laughs> and then we were like okay let's let's potty train so yeah. it was just it was the worst but, but i mean yeah but obviously people thing, had it worse i think uh, most of them got out of especially the kids yeah got out of this particular pandemic is parents time oh exactly um, yeah because i grew up my parents like i said medical morning evening sh- night shifts yeah um, then they go after taking care of the business um, right mom has to take care of the house with the maid yeah make sure the maid is doing everything right you know yeah. all that kind of stuff but you don't get to spend much time with them um but when you go on vacations, they're spending time with their parents, you know, most of that kind of stuff. And you end up being like, all right, you know, but when this happened, you 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 understand that a lot of the people got uh, a lot of people's time. You know, the kids got parents time. Yeah. Uh, boyfriend, girlfriend got their own time. Oh, exactly. You know? Plan your family, plan whatever you have to. Yeah. Friends got to hang out more not chasing you know not working hard hours not chasing something that is not valuable anymore at that particular moment i think everyone realized time is something that is more valuable than most of it yes a lot of people struggle with money and all those kind of stuff but there's something that you got in return and it was a lot of memories i would say yeah oh my god yeah like yeah definitely look back on, on on a lot of that as like like we like we would like you know just get out of the house go for a walk around the park yeah. and then like you know make a ford on the coach like exactly it was a, a wonderful time in a lot of ways <laughs> yeah um okay uh i'm trying to think i have some like random random questions written down go for it. but uh um okay what's something that surprised you about cape breton and is there anything like 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 you i know you said you had experience in like the states and stuff so like yeah. you were you're familiar with most of the culture mm-hmm. but there are some like cultural uniqueness of cape breton is there anything that kind of surprised you I, th- I think uh more of the the first thing i would say is how friendly the people were oh cool uh because cape breton i think has one of the friendliest uh communities uh they're yes they didn't have the exposure at first. They were hesitant. They felt like, you know, the international students were just taking over. Right. Uh, but once they understand and work together, it's kind of you understand that they're very helpful, uh, very friendly. They talk. It's not like you just walk by a person. You always say hello. You yeah. Know, you ask how are you. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the good thing about small communities. You get involved in every ways. Uh Another thing I think would be the Mi'kma'ki uh, community, uh, how they have uh, evolved in their whole... Uh, I've worked with them. Uh, I worked with the Lanes. Oh, oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, cool. So being involved there, I kind of... Uh, I it was, uh, it was an experience to watch uh, how that community works. Yeah. Um, so I think these two things, I think... And, and obviously the nature. Yeah. That's something that Kibron speaks for itself, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, and like I, I, I feel like it's it's something that, um, 
it's sometimes hard for the international students who who come here and want to you know work their butt off mm-hmm. uh on their studies yeah. and then work their butt off on on on, on a job yeah. sometimes they don't have enough time to like get out and appreciate a lot of that yes so like how how do you even how do you even balance that i mean uh, uh, obviously um you've been here for five years so you've had more of a chance to get to see stuff yeah but like students who are only here for a couple years mm-hmm. like how, do you have any advice on how to like experience those things i think i think it's all about time management when it yeah. comes to uh, at the end of the day it's all about time management and you don't have to say yes to everything that comes from work <laughs> uh because yes when uh walmart's when they see okay a lot of the international students are working very hard uh yeah. they tend to have them on on call like if anyone calls off or whatever they call them and be like hey do you want to come in and yeah. you know fill in the work um that's not something that you have to do um you got to take mm-hmm. time for yourself um you got to have uh you are in a different country and you know whole whole different experience you got to experience it otherwise what's the point of you just coming yeah. here you know yes you can get your education you can get your permanent residence and you can move on with your life but if that's all that you're looking for it's kind of um not life <laughs> you know yeah exactly um, but i think yeah weekends are whenever you get like a day or two off like reading week what we have that's a very good time to take a couple of days off go around the trail or mm-hmm. you know just go around and experience whatever you can yeah exactly. every company has um days off like they have a vacation yeah. time at least for three days four days you know yeah i mean that, that that's a really i i uh I want to get that on a poster. You're allowed to say no. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> like, like I, I, I know you. You are a guy who who has said yes to a lot of things. Yeah. Like, um, you know, someone needs me to do this, or someone wants me to do this, or I can help with this, or I can, you know, work this job. Like, I think we just mentioned like four different jobs that you've had in Cape Breton. Lanes, <laughs> the bowling alley. Uh, yeah, I worked at seven by seven. seven. Oh, seven <laughs> by seven, and. I think we mentioned another one earlier, but anyway, like clearly you've you've said yes to a lot of things, but you're you're allowed to say no and you're allowed to take time for yourself. Well, see, nowadays when I say yes, it's to the people I respect and I have <laughs> I have I have a connection with. Yeah. Like if Sean or Jennifer or Jill or anyone like those those category people like message me in the middle of the night and be like, "Hey, can you get this done?" Yeah, I will get it done. Yeah. But if it's something someone that you know randomly just uh, wants to get something out of me then i am kind of like all right you know what yeah. tell me what's in it for me or mm-hmm. what's what's uh, what's what's going or i i tend to refer someone else who can get the job done yeah exactly and get them to maybe get an opportunity for a job or whatever yeah uh but saying no is kind of a big deal uh for a lot of the students they feel like oh they might get fired or they might oh, get replaced and you're you're hitting the hit the nail <laughs> on the head with that yeah. it, it's and i i completely understand i completely respect it um but like when you're when you're introduced to a new culture um you don't want to rock the boat mm-hmm. but like like you, you gotta not let people take advantage you just, of you. You just gotta have confidence. Like, yeah, I am a very overconfident guy, and I'm kind <laughs> of like, okay, if you fire me, 
I get in somewhere somewhere else. Yeah. Or uh, if you don't want me, I know someone else does. Yeah. Your law is someone else's game. Exactly. So, uh, that's how I work, um, and I work out of respect. And if I don't get that back, no matter what what you offer me, I'm not gonna you know do it for the particular person or yeah. the department or whatever company it may be. Um, like I said, Sean has always given me that respect. He um, he doesn't admit it in front of uh, a lot of the, <laughs> in front of me, but he admits it in front of other people. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of his uh, right guy, you know, and then that that kind of respect and that kind of, uh, you know, friendship is what uh, helps you in a new environment yeah. to get past. And especially, I, I don't know if you, you've experienced this, but especially in Cape Breton, I find, I find like personal connections in Cape Breton are even more important than like other parts of Canada. See, honestly, I have a lot of students before they come here, they message me and ask me for advice and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I always tell them, I can't give you student experience advice because my experience has been different than what other yeah. students have experienced. I have been involved in a lot of stuff and my experience, I have CV staff who helps me with stuff. So yeah, uh, I have been lucky Yeah, uh, and I've been blessed with that kind of uh, connection, you know, but not a lot of students get that but i i tend to help them with you know those kind of stuff point them towards the right person uh when they have questions or doubts and yeah you know anything like that um and when students ask me i tend to tell them okay you know what the 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 thing about cb university is that it's a small um community that everyone knows each other most of the times yeah uh, if you are on campus for much of the stuff or you're involved and your professors, your faculty tend to know your name, which is not the thing in most <laughs> of the other universities, you know. Right. Um, so they, they sit, they have time for you. They have time to sit with you one-on-one. They have, you know, that kind of uh, exposure is not something that you might get in any a lot of the other yeah. universities. Like, President Ningwal himself is very involved with students and he mm-hmm. enjoys, uh, you know, having fun with them, enjoying spending time with them. So those kind of things is not something that you might experience in a lot of the other universities. And that's the only thing I have to tell them. Yes, you might not get part-time jobs, but that's not a no. Like, you can get it, but you just have to be patient. Yeah. Like, spend spend your first semester or two just experiencing university getting to know people getting volunteering mm-hmm. a few stuff job opportunities will come behind that like i have there were times when i used to sit in indeed and apply 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 yeah today everything comes to me yeah exactly like people be like hey do you want to come work for us yeah and i'm kind of like no like i have a I am very committed to CV University's athletic department, so I want to stay there for a while. Yeah. But a lot of the people, um, like 7x7, seven seven, Lanes, uh, they all know that I'm a good bartender, so mm-hmm. if I have to, I can go back any day I want. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the way I leave when I leave from a place. They, I Like I said, I work in a way that people will want me for over, but... I, I just skip out. Yeah. <laughs> I stay with the people I want to stay with. Right, yeah. Okay. Um, like, I feel like we're, we're almost at the hour. Um, uh, one thing that I just wanted to ask you about, like, you, you are, you're also a drummer. Yeah. Um, so you, uh, 
So yeah, you're you're a drummer. Uh, do you play music at all like these days or? No, see, uh, I started playing drums at church uh, okay. in Qatar. Uh, as a kid, I played drums and I might barely know four or five beats, but like a like a drum kit. Yeah. In church. Yeah, I'm a Protestant, so we grew up with worship and stuff. Uh, that's something that I miss. Uh, we don't have that here. The churches here are no man very uh, yeah. uh, old school. Well, I I, <laughs> I I grew up in a Protestant church too, and like like I definitely couldn't imagine a drum kit like uh, yeah. comfortably fitting on 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 that. that Our stage. churches are huge, and yeah? we have like a, a stage where we have drum kit, keyboard, guitar. We have a whole choir for yeah. for. Here, I think the choir is just the the old style piano. I, I don't know yeah, what that, that, that is called. It. It's not even like piano. a. Uh, oh my god! What's it that has a called? lot of stuff going around, but um, that and just a couple of people just singing. But yeah. our choir is drummer, keyboard, guitarist. Yeah, all uh, singers and everything, and it's like Hillsong uh, style of. Uh, worship okay. that goes around so uh, I started playing drums as a kid at church during worship yeah. and for other events and uh, Abel was uh, one of my close uh, I want to say brothers and uh, he taught me throughout the way so I'm kind of self-taught um, I learned with new song, new beats. Uh, that's that's how I learned, and I always enjoyed it. So even today, like I said, I learned sound engineering. So yeah. music has always had a part of me, and uh, it's always been just you know fun doing it. But nowadays, I just listen to music, and I have my friends who sound engineers who call me for like certain things. I try to help them out with certain stuff, but other than that, I don't. Uh, tend to do much. Yeah. I would like to, but not as a student. You know, maybe after yeah. I graduate, you know, get your own place. Yeah. Um, so, do, do you have a, a a kit, a drum kit? At, no. Uh, Every okay. time I've played for events here, it's always been rented out from oh, okay. Long and McQuaid. Yeah, that's the easiest way. You know. I mean, a drum kit is is uh, it it takes up a lot of space. Yes, and it depends on if it's electric or acoustic. Yeah, for Uh, sure. If it's electric, then it's kind of easier in a house, but if it's uh, acoustic, it takes up a lot of space. It makes a lot of noise, you know. Yeah. All uh, that stuff. My my cousin used to live, uh, used to live in, in, in my house and he had a drum kit and like he was, he played in a lot of like punk bands and like hardcore bands and stuff and it would always be like, Okay, Glenn's practicing. Let's all just kind of like, yeah, get out of the house for a few or that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, even even like me being like I said, like my my group is like very small. Like uh, Jennifer Bullard, Sean Rani, Scott Thomas. Yeah. Um, he's always been a great guy to hang out with. Uh, these like they all they want you to have particular. Uh, stuff at each events like now at our games we have dancers like right. Indian dancers um, come and perform for halftime right which is you trying to sh- expose the culture um, getting those opportunities for students is a big thing you know like yeah. I think uh, with everything that we have on the go uh, we had CB's Got Talent at uh, the pit mm-hmm. those kind of stuff just happening 
that itself is a good experience for students you know right. there's a lot of students with a lot of talents that oh, doesn't man. get shown it's incredible i know a lot of students who can draw crazy but yeah i like we don't have the budget for most of stuff but if we do then we go with we tend to go outside and get it done but i know a lot of great great uh, talented people in uh, in cbu and i've i've had the privilege to hire a lot of them to work with athletics yeah um and that's that's the experience i can start them off with mm-hmm. um they can they can work uh get to meet a lot of the people you know presenting all we there for a lot of the games um mm-hmm. other departments who might see and get an influence of oh he's a good worker you know i want him to work for me um there are a lot of students who worked for me that ended up uh being working for other departments or ended up working for you know other companies but that's that's well, that's what students should do like get involved with the university because the university has a lot of um companies and a lot of other uh, people that are involved who mm-hmm. has the influence to help you outside yeah so that that sort of thing is something that the student culture has to uh, start experiencing yeah yeah i mean like that that's that's what we were saying before like like y- yeah sure focus on your yeah. studies but like like you said you you have failures on your transcript man i have an 8 on my transcript oh i have more than that yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. i failed one course twice <laughs> i i've failed a couple like that so yeah um, like i i i i have a bunch of fails on my my transcript but like at the end of the day when you're going to a job interview no one's looking at your transcript tra- see you need to pass <laughs> you need to pass the program yeah. at the end of the day but like and i i i probably shouldn't say don't focus on your studies no. but focus on more than your studies yeah well it's about a balance um, yeah exactly get your work done and marks will come with it yeah. but if you're looking to get hundreds yes okay focus more but yeah. just listen to what's happening in class and that's what'll uh, get you there and i don't do any of those and <laughs> uh, i'm just telling you what i know and ex- have experienced yeah um growing up i've seen a lot of successful people without education mm mm-hmm. and i never thought education is something that i need but i wanted the education knowledge so you need knowledge to do anything yeah and that's something that you have to grasp from whatever you do mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you go for a diploma or a degree it's just a piece of paper yeah but the knowledge that you get out of it that's what actually matters because when you go to a company you might get at the lower level even as a maybe a clerk or maybe a administrator whatever whatever it may be but if you have the knowledge to impress and yeah. make it different for any company then you go to higher places you know it's about hard work mm-hmm. and being confident so yeah. you have to go up to a, a manager or a ceo and be like hey i have an idea for this particular thing yeah you might it, they might accept it or not it's all about you showing up uh to make a difference you know yeah exactly and you you can learn a lot of that stuff by like doing the stuff that's not exactly. in the classroom like going to uh i know like when i was a, oh, an undergrad i would always go to like the the pizza with professionals thing, yeah. which is like yeah meet every professional you can yeah. hear their story get their business card get to know them yeah. that's a that's a connection and also like if you like 
you know, go listen to an accountant talk and you're like, oh man, that guy's life sounds boring. I'm not going to be an accountant. <laughs> like, cross it off your yeah. list. Like, it, those things are so valuable. I think more than education nowadays, uh, I think socializing is a big, big, big uh, key part of a success of anyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, who, if you know your bad studies, it's it's not the end of the world, you know. Yeah. You you if you have a skill like getting to socialize with a lot of people, that's something. You yeah. Know? Uh, that's, that's that's a that's start. To your skill different. set for sure, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I I am a guy with a lot of skill sets. Yes, and that is one of it. Yeah. Um, like I said, I've done a lot of things that I've I have never done. Like yeah. for athletics, uh, now I make graphics. I do social media. Okay, cool. Not even my background. and like i'm sure when someone said hey can you make up this graphics thing i'm sure you said yes i totally can and then we're like no i'll figure it out well i i have uh help from chad who is okay oh yeah the mark chad chad's like amazing like like if you if you ask him to make something up for you he'll like exceed your expectations and get it for you in a half hour so that's that's the part where i said i know something about everything but i don't know everything about everything so that something comes into play i know photoshop pretty like well enough to use all the tools right so if i get a template i know how to put it together yeah so that's the part that comes into play right so it's all it's all about like wanting to learn a new skill or a new uh, particular thing Mm-hmm. for your interest uh, yes education if you're doing a bachelor of nursing say mm-hmm. you're doing nursing that doesn't mean you can't do fashion designing or yeah. music or whatever on the side right exactly because if if at some point in life you're like okay this is not for me i'm not happy you can always follow your passion when you already have it started from your university days exactly so i mean the, like i i I work in the, uh, the the recruitment department, mm-hmm. which is why I, I get to know a lot of students. But when I was a student, I was I worked here like, yeah. in the the radio station, and like that's why I'm like, okay, what if I um, could turn part of my job into doing a radio show? Yeah, and it's like, oh wait, that is that is probably something we could use for like. To, to talk about CBU and I'm like, okay, exactly. there, this is a skill that has nothing to do with my job. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I can, you know, make it work somehow. Yeah. Like get as many different skills as possible. Yeah. Don't be too specialized. I think. Exactly. So yeah. It's kind of like exposure is something that is, uh, good for a lot of the people. Like, like I said, I was exposed to different skill sets and different talents from a young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what made me, um, want to be involved. There was this guy who I always looked up to, Jojo. Um, he was like me. He was like, I, I am like him, actually. So yeah. he's like, he knows something about everything. He can do anything in a go. He tries to learn something he wants to do in like a night and pulls off it the next morning. Yeah. So that's the kind of like skill sets I think most people should. It's the willingness to do something or learn something. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be everything by the books uh, or yeah. in the books. You know, it's it's also about experiences from a lot of other people. You know, your professors maybe, mm-hmm. your faculty. If you just have a chat with them, you know, if someone likes to go out for a beer, yeah, take them out, have a beer, and then just talk to them about their life experience they might have worked at different places that might interest you the 
different culture that might interest you right are different you know exposures that you might get from them that's the kind of experience you want from the university you know you want to talk to maybe the president yeah ask him about his life cycle you know what he's been through or what what did he do to get to the position he mm-hmm. is um most people will say yeah education but i tend to d- believe in a different way yeah um education is just a piece of paper but what you learn from it is what you know you're going to use but also read books or yeah. read the internet that's right. that's where you get more knowledge from nowadays yeah you know <laughs> I, i was i watched this uh this like ted talk the other day and it was uh this guy who was talking about his experience like he came from a background like a a more poor background and he so his like family wasn't familiar with like the university system yeah. and like he was talking about how it it took him a really long time to learn what office hours was yeah. so like every professor at 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 a university Have like on their hour. first day they're like these are my office yeah. hours and then they explain nothing yeah. and this guy was like Oh, I thought office hours meant these are my do not disturb hours where I need to be alone in my office. <laughs> and like it 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 suddenly clicked in my head that I was like, "Oh, yeah. a bunch of students don't know what office hours means." And like like you should like honestly for every class you're in at least go to one office hour for your prof <laughs> and like meet with them and talk with them and yeah. just have like a 10 minute talk to like introduce yourself and like say what you're interested in because mm-hmm. that's how you're actually going to like make a connection yeah yeah and I've, learn something uh, different i've been different though i've i've never been to any of the office hours i've always met them outside because <laughs> well uh, i mean even as, as long as you like well, chat with no, them the one-on-one is, i mean like i said i'm involved in all the any event happens on cbu i am involved in one of those either way yeah either i might be with the bar uh if it's a special event usually for the president i they call me to do the bar right um or if it's some vips or whatever they call me to do run the bar but it kind of is like when you know that okay you know you are going to be at most of the events you get to talk to most people and they yeah. seem to be interested in you you know there jennifer curry is someone who saved my education because i was at the peak of being you know sent back home because i was going to be f- failing back to back one of the events she saw me she saw i was good at what i do i think that's what she saw uh, but she was like oh like email me and yeah. then from there my my whole thing changed like yeah um i started doing my work well you know i started uh, i started passing now i'm close to graduation yeah so i spent at least one whole year uh failing a lot of the courses at least one one and a half uh but i've been involved still you know mm-hmm. uh it's good to experience failure because when you come back you come back strong yeah uh i've also had a lot of help from a lot of my close uh friends and family so that's that's like that's what you need you need friends and family that can help you overcome whatever you are going through yeah and you got a lot of that here like everyone here can be someone you can get close to and it's not hard you just got to talk to people you know yeah exactly you, you got to just be social you got to attend most of the events uh you got to attend everything yeah. like the first two <laughs> semesters the only thing you got to do is attend all the event that happens on campus volunteer for whatever you can yeah 
then you, you'll this see things change. Such solid, because solid advice. If, if you do, let's say people come with a resume from India saying, oh, I was a doctor in this hospital. People here don't care about that. <laughs> you put well, a doctor, they want to be like, okay, you're overqualified for this position. I don't want exactly. you. Exactly. So you just, instead of putting all your stuff from your previous years, put all the volunteering you've done in the first two yeah. semesters, that'll help you get a job eventually. Man. You know? That that's like uh, you will end up with one job, and then that experience comes on your resume, and then mm-hmm. you know, I have my resume is like four pages already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with just experiences, <laughs> because uh, I've done a lot, like volunteering, yeah. being involved with committees, and uh, I had to take down half of the stuff I've done. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't have a space. I don't want to send companies a four page resume. No, I don't want to send a book. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> if I add stuff that I've done in Qatar, the businesses I own and everything, yeah, it's going to be, uh, I don't know, 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I think we got to wrap it up. Um, man, this is awesome. I, I want to like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is, you have such, such good advice and like your experience is like, is pretty incredible. Like for like, you know, what, what you've, what you like, I mean, yeah. Cause you, you've been here five years and you know, the system yeah. inside and out. And like, like we said, you, you saw, um, faculty strike pandemic. Oh. Uh, you were here when a bunch of the Saudi students were here and then a bunch of the Indian students were here. You've seen everything. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I've this seen is awesome. the whole change happen. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Jewel. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you, Jewel, for being on this episode of Getting to Know CBU. If you're looking to find out more information about Cape Breton University's programming or anything else, go to cbu.ca. And if you want to chat directly with me, uh, feel free to click on Connect with a Recruiter when you're on the website, and we will get back to you right away. <laughs>